Welcome to the Matt Morgan Coaching Podcast. The fact that you're listening means you're ready to be inspired and empowered to take your life, love, and leadership to the next level. Hello, my friends. It's Matt Morgan. Welcome back to part two of how to find and keep love. And if you're just joining us for this series, we have been talking about a book that was written by Dr. Amir Levine and Rachel Heller called Attached. And it's the new science of adult attachment of how you can literally find and keep love. And really what they've started to unpack was that there are three main attachment styles that all of us fall into based on two things. Number one, our genetics, and number two, our upbringing. So people ask, is it nature or nurture? The answer is yes. And so the first one is called the anxious attachment style, which was actually exactly what we unfolded last week. The next one that we're going to unpack this week is the avoidant attachment style. And then lastly, following next week, we're going to really dive deeper into what the goal is that all of us can move toward, which is the secure attachment style. But today it's the avoidant style. And so that's what we're going to focus on. And so the core motivation behind the avoidant attachment style is to have their own independence. You guys, the avoidance type, they falsely believe that a relationship will actually hinder their personal autonomy and freedom. And so as a result, like the anxious style who has activating strategies, the avoidant has deactivating strategies that they use to distance themselves when things get a little bit wonky in their own head and thoughts, okay? So let me give you 10 different deactivating strategies so that you can be able to help detect, hmm, maybe that's me. Maybe that's my partner. Maybe that's my friend. And so this would be a good podcast to be able to share with them. And so the first one is saying or thinking, you know what, I'm just not ready to commit, but then staying together nonetheless, sometimes for years. Oftentimes people stay in relationships way too long. Number two, focusing on small imperfections and thus devaluing your partner. For example, maybe you focus on the way she talks or the way he dresses or the way she eats. Perhaps they're not your intellectual equal. Okay, you can fill in the blank here, but either way, it gets in the way of your romantic feelings and causes you to have an unrealistic romantic view of how a relationship should be. That's a big one for people who are avoiding this. Number three is pining after an ex-girlfriend or a boyfriend. Dr. Amir Levine, he actually, in his book Attached, calls it the phantom ex syndrome, right? Oh, maybe this isn't as good as it was before. So you're comparing and contrasting from the phantom ex. Number four, flirting with others. And as a result, introducing insecurity into your relationship almost immediately. Number five, choosing not to say I love you, but just implying it that you have feeling towards your partner, but not actually saying those words. Number six, this could be a big one, pulling away when things are actually going well. For example, maybe you don't call several days after an intimate date. Maybe you think to yourself, well, it's going well now, but you know what? Just it won't last. Number seven, just being mistrustful. Oftentimes, people who are avoiding you guys, they fear being taken advantage of by their partner. Number eight, sometimes avoidance just check out mentally. I mean, even while your partner's talking to you, you're just not there. I mean, you're there, but you're not really there. You know what I'm talking about? Number nine, here's a big one. 
they keep secrets or more importantly, they leave things foggy. And the reason why they leave things foggy is to maintain your feeling of independence. Remember, that's the core motivation for an avoidance. So while the anxious type wants reassurance, the avoidant prefers to leave things a mystery by sending your partner mixed signals. And so as a result, many avoidants have a hard time talking about what's going on between the two of you. And so sometimes there'll be distance in their language. They won't really show love. And then all of a sudden they'll give you just enough carrot to say like, oh, maybe they do love me. They do want me. And so they just kind of leave things feeling foggy. And number 10, avoiding physical closeness. I mean, for example, some avoidance, they don't want to share the same bed. They don't want to have sex. They walk a few strides ahead of their partner, yet all the while doesn't make their intentions, their needs, or their expectations clear at all. So if you're an avoidant, you guys, these small everyday deactivating strategies are tools you unconsciously use to make sure the other person that you love or will love, they won't get in the way of your autonomy. But friends, at the end of the day, like the anxious type that we talked about last week, but from the opposite spectrum, we got to realize that these tools are standing in the way of you actually being happy and whole in any relationship. And so your deactivating strategies are caused from the false belief that your partner will get in the way of your personal happiness, okay? So let me give you just a couple of examples of what avoidance look like, okay? The first one is Barry. Barry's 46 years old and he just got a divorce not too long ago. And so he's still licking his wounds from his divorce. And he says, you know what? I want to make up for the time that I was married. And I want to feel that women desire me. So, you know, he's like, quite honestly, I want a lot of sex. But I know I got to be careful, though, because every woman that I go out with immediately starts fantasizing about what kind of father I'll be to her kids and how our last names will sound together. And he says, you know what? I've been dating someone for almost a year now. Her name is Caitlin, and she is great in every way, and I know that she would love for us to become more serious, but you know what? I mean, it's just going to take me a long time before I'm ready to trust another woman to commit and love. But even though I know exactly what I don't want and what I'm not willing to compromise on, you'd say, well, like what? And he's like, well, you know, she'll have to be financially self-sufficient because I already have one woman milking me dry. (laughs) I got no intention of supporting two. But there are also some other lines that I'm just not willing to cross, okay? So when you hear something like that, you're like, okay, what type is he? That would be an avoidant, all right? Now, you might be saying, to yourself, I mean, that's just a guy who went through a divorce and is bound, you know, to be cautious, right? Well, that may be true, but until we hear the evidence, you'll see a contrary example of him actually being an avoidant. You see, guys, he says that even after he falls in love, he won't compromise. Did you hear that? That he values his independence and that he's mistrustful. And notice how he even talks about her kids, quote unquote, right? He could be talking about a woman with children from a previous marriage, but it's also possible that even when imagining their joint kids, Barry views them as her kids. See the separation? And so that language he uses is creating distance. And so he's afraid of being taken advantage of by women who want to tie him down in a marriage and want to be exploited financially. And so consider the golden rule, okay? Determine 
if he or she seeks intimacy and closeness, you know he doesn't. He talks about wanting to be sought after and a lot of sex, but mentions nothing about emotional support and closeness. When that happens, you can probably guess that they're an avoidant. And a lot of you are like, well, how do I determine if someone's avoidant or not? How do I determine if someone's anxious? Well, this book actually has a survey for you to take so that you can be able to help get an understanding of that. And they do a really good job saying it's not just from one statement, it's from a lot of different data points and statements over a period of time, okay? But that's an example, you guys, of an avoidant. And so let me give you another one. Here's Paul. Paul's single and he's 37 years old, okay? He just ended his relationship with Amanda and I'm super disappointed, but I know I could have never spent my life with her. He says, we dated for a couple of months and at first, you know, I was sure I'd found the woman of my dreams, but different things about her just started bothering me. For one thing, he said, I'm convinced that she's got this like cosmetic surgery going on and that's just a super big turnoff for me. And also, she's just not that sure of herself and I just found that completely unappealing. She's just insecure and once I stop having feelings towards someone, I just can't stay for a minute longer. So I just got to keep searching and I know the right woman, he says, is out there somewhere, you know, waiting for me and no matter how long it takes, we will meet and be together. And so it's a visceral feeling. And he says, I can just see her smile and I feel her embrace. And I know that when we meet, I will immediately feel a sense of calm and quietness no matter how many times I fail. I just promise myself that I'm just going to continue to look. All right. Let's just take that story for a moment. And this one is actually a little bit confusing at first because Paul is yearning for the woman of his dreams. So that actually sounds like a secure person or an anxious person, right? Wrong. You guys, his description of an ideal true love should raise a red flag for you because people with a different attachment styles, they actually tend to explain why they are still alone in a different manner. You see, people who are anxious often feel that there's something wrong with them. Secure people have more of a realistic view of things and avoidance often sound like Paul. They attribute their single status to external circumstances such as not having met the right girl or this is just a good opportunity for me to look beyond and, and so look for something else. But you need to look at what's not being said. You see, if you don't get a clear understanding of why this person hasn't met the one person even though he's dated a great number of women, you should try to read between the lines, friends. You see, there's a hint here for Paul. And he describes his relationship with Amanda. He says he was very excited about her, but after they got close, he started noticing little things. Remember, that's one of the triggers. That's one of the deactivating strategies of an avoidant, and that turns him off. And so he's devaluing his partner when things become too close, which is very typical of people with an avoidant attachment style and is used as a way to create emotional distance. And so those are just a couple examples. Now, on top of that, one of the key misperceptions of an avoidant, you guys, is mistaking self-reliance for independence. Well, what's the difference? Let me illustrate this with another story, okay? Let's take Joe, for example. Joe's 29 years old, and Joe talks about when he was growing up, his father constantly told him not to rely on anyone. In fact, he said it so many times, it became a mantra in his head, like, you can only rely on yourself, you know? And Joe just said, I just never disputed its truth until I was first in therapy. And he says, I remember telling my therapist, relationships, pff, who needs them? Why would I waste my time being with someone when I can only count on myself, he said. And he said, I remember my therapist opened my eyes when he said, Joe, that's just nonsense. 
course you can. And you should. I mean, count on other people. You do it all the time anyway. We all do. And he said that single pushback opened my eyes and honestly gave him a huge relief and a leg up in such a way that he was realizing I have been so obsessive in my notion to set myself apart from the whole world. And Joe was taught by his dad to be self-reliant. And in his experience, he actually felt alone because of it. Because the thing is, this feeling, you guys, it just isn't unique to Joe. Studies show that most avoidance feel this way. And the research shows that this belief in self-reliance is actually very closely linked with a low degree of comfort with intimacy and closeness. And so the point is this, on one end, the avoidant types, they got a lot of confidence to not need anyone. But on the other end, that belief comes at a huge cost to them. Avoidance scored the lowest on every measure of closeness in personal relationships. Isn't that crazy? So they were less willing to engage in self disclosure and they were less comfortable with intimacy and also just less likely to seek any kind of help whatsoever from other people. It's kind of the whole like, especially in America, pick yourself up by your bootstraps. Don't ask for help because that's a sign of weakness. Well, this is exactly what happened to Joe. And a strong belief in self-reliance he found was actually way more of a burden than an asset because in all dating relationships, he couldn't get close and he couldn't share information or tune into his partner. And so friends, many avoidance, they confuse self-reliance with independence. Independence, that's good. Standing on your own two feet, that's good. But independent people don't stiff arm people from helping them. And that is what self-reliant people do. And so the huge problem with self-reliance is the self part. (laughs) It forces you to ignore the needs of your partner and then concentrate only on your own needs. And as a result, guys, you shortchange yourself and your partner of one of the most rewarding human experiences of feeling part of something bigger than yourself. In a word, the best relationship studies show experience interdependence. You guys think about interdependence like the letter M. Think about the outside bars of the letter M. They can stand independent on their own, but then you have these two bars of the letter that lean in and support one another, right? And so I remember being in grad school and I was in Minnesota and I was waiting for a ride. And while I was waiting, I was like out in podunk nowhere. And I was at this county fairground and they were talking about the donkey tractor pull riveting, I know, right? And I think it was like two donkeys pulling weight together. And I don't remember the exact weight, but I think they said like one donkey could pull like a thousand pounds, right? So if you take one donkey at a thousand pounds plus another donkey at a thousand pounds, how much can they pull, right? 2000 pounds, right? Wrong. They were pulling like 12,000 pounds. What do you call that? That's called synergy, you guys. That's called being able to go further, faster together than you ever could on your own. And people who understand interdependence understand and experience a reality that goes further, faster together than you ever can on your own. And avoidance lose out on this beautiful reality. So the question is, how can you change to become more secure? Can you do that and change your attachment style? The answer is, yeah, you can change. People always say, nobody changed. You know, the same person's always the same person. No one changed. That's a lie. You can change. And the steps that Dr. Amir and Rachel give 
first will actually help you increase number one your self-awareness because awareness is half the battle and then the next and harder step is to actually start identifying instances in which you find yourself employing these avoidant attitudes and behaviors and then to embark on the voyage of change and so with that I want to give you seven things that you or your partner if they're an avoidant can start doing today to stop pushing love away okay number one is this learn to identify your deactivating strategies okay we just listed 10 you know, just a few minutes ago. So for example, first you're excited about them, but then you have this gut feeling that maybe he or she is not right for you. Just stop, pause for a second and think, okay, is this a deactivating strategy? Are all those small imperfections you're starting to notice really maybe your attachment system's way of making you step back from intimacy? Remind yourself, guys, that this picture is skewed and that you need intimacy despite your discomfort with it. That's a huge one, number one. Number two, change your lens from self reliance model that we just talked about to valuing interdependence instead. It's a huge mindset shift. Number three, find a secure partner. If you're in the dating game and you're still dating around, if you're single, find secure people. Secure people tend to make their partners secure. And we're going to learn more about what secure people look like next week. So you won't want to miss that. But number four, be aware of your tendency to misinterpret behaviors. Okay. Friends, negative views of your partner's behaviors and intentions infuse bad vibes. And so your choice to go negative is just that. It's your choice. So choose a different lens. I always say change your lens and you'll change your life. And you can choose your partner, okay? You can choose to trust. You can choose to believe that your partner has your best interest at heart, okay? Yeah, they're going to screw up sometimes, okay? They're human. But those mistakes, you can choose to say, okay, those are just the minority. And sometimes what we do who are avoidance is we confuse minority negatives to override the majority positives. And so one way of being able to do this well is by employing step five, which is this, make a relationship gratitude list. Guys, I'm telling you, when you shift your attitude to genuine gratitude and you share it with your partner, you will see him or her doing something. Just share it, communicate it, talk about it. It's a game changer when you start looking for things that you appreciate as opposed to looking for things you don't. That's huge. Number six, and this is for some of you, but not everybody who's an avoidant, may you nix the phantom axe. Okay, if you have this, may you nix this. Listen, friends, the grass is greener, not on the other side, but the grass is greener where you water it. Are you with me? Come on. Number seven, and lastly is this, forget about the one. Okay, you know, who meets your long, rigid checklist that you have. Instead, just make a list of non negotiable valuables, you know, values, and then a list of negotiable wins. Okay, so if you're in the dating game and you're looking for someone, how to find love and keep love, well, just differentiate between true priorities and your preferences, okay? And when you were able to do that, you're able to realize, you know what, there's not just some mystical quote unquote right person out there, but rather you can come to peace with someone who's right in front of you who aligns to your non-negotiable core values. I mean, if there was just one person who's a soulmate out there or just one divine you know, element, think about how off that would be. Like, well, 150 years ago when somebody made a mistake and they didn't marry the one. Well, now their partners who they're supposed to be with couldn't marry the one either, which then sets 
in motion a chain reaction so large that by today, none of us are really with the one that's the soulmate that we're supposed to be in. So just nix that, okay? That doesn't mean that there isn't people who are better for you, but you've got to think about like, okay, here's my list of non-negotiables and then go from there. Now, you guys, there's even additional tips and insights. And that's why I want to invite you to get this book attached because it's so good, especially if you're dating. And so that is the avoidance style. And next week, we're going to unpack the secure style, the one that we're all going to take steps towards. So cheers for now, and we'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to the Matt Morgan Coaching Podcast. Subscribe below, share it with your friends, and if you want to take your life, love, or leadership to the next level, check us out online at mattmorgan.com.